0: Well, hey, Becoming Me, I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Phil. Phil, welcome to Becoming Me.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Emily. This is fun.
0: You know, if somebody did not know Phil, give us like who is Phil? The hardest question of the day.
1: Yeah, that's that's an easy way to kick things off, Emily. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think most important thing for me, the best title I can have is dad. Husband and Christ follower, so uh, more than any job or position, that's the things I'm most proud of and, and and what I'm most excited about on that. So my wife Sarah and I we've been married um, since 2008, and uh, and then I have a seven year old Ethan and two year old Ava Joy. So they are they are a joy in my life for sure. So there's that 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 side. Um, I'm also I'm a pastor's kid, grew up in the church. Um, you know, served in the church my whole life. I've been um, been in Northwest Atlanta now for about 12 years, uh, started a church called Westridge Church in Northwest Atlanta and started off as communications director, moved into creative arts pastor role where I've been serving in that role for the last 12 years and just stepping into some transition there also an author of a book called Rethink Communication that's just designed to be a resource for the church to help clarify and communicate your message and then um, and also a coach and consultant for church leaders and creative leaders and and work with slingshot group as well uh, as an associate there to help build teams so that's a few quick things about me.
0: I, love it. That's amazing. So I have had the privilege of getting to know you over the years, and I would love for you now to just take some time and unpack your story. like, what has made you who you are today?
1: Yeah, uh, and a lot of that background that you know, the titles and stuff are just a zigzag of a journey of of a lot of different things that I thought I was chasing that God kind of redirected. I definitely could say that I've learned, never tell God, I'm not going to do this because he has a strange way of, of changing your mind and, uh, and doing what he, you would never expect. So I think the thread for, for me, that's, that's become the just mission of my life is to put Jesus on display, you know, and that's, through how I live my life, by doing what I do, but also with the people that I get to um, do life with and the ministries and the leaders that I get to work with. Um, It's not just about them, it's about what, what God can do through them on that. So that's really, at the end of the day, kind of the umbrella that all this stuff has stood into. Like I said, the thread for me is a lot of things of me chasing one thing saying no to God on other things and then God using all that stuff that I was doing during that journey to kind of move me in another direction for a greater purpose. Um so I mean that started practically speaking as I like er- early on and and um in my teenage years I mean I got a guitar I wanted to be in a rock band for the for the people that know this, I wanted to be in the, in DC talk or the next DC talk. Um, So it was all about that. So I learned guitar, I learned, um, and then I freaked out thinking, what if they need a bass player or what if, you know, a great band needs a bass player. So I learned bass and drums and all that stuff. And then God used all that to help me be an environment where I could lead worship and lead others and coach others and all that stuff and help me to learn production through that. And then Along that journey, I learned some video and communications to help serve and and, and fit needs, and then God used all that to taking me to school uh, in a, for media communications at a at a school called Asbury in Kentucky, and um, you know, great experience, but never thought I would like I was pretty firm and Hey, you know, the church is not a creative place. Um, that's not where I can, you know, use what I'm most passionate about. And then God kept on just, you know, chipping away at me on giving me different experiences and people in my life and all these things to say, no, I actually, I want you to go change that. Like I want you to, to, to be a part of that. So, um, reluctantly i got my, myself into um ministry and yeah i've been doing that really since um in a lot of ways since i've been like 14 15 years old but just in different seats different capacities all across creative arts and especially even you know even the role that i've um, you know been in as a creative arts pastor I'm having to use and reference things that I've been doing like my whole life and things that I, that luckily I've been able to actually do and sit in that seat and do that job and work in that. So that's, it's really positioned me in a way to just see the thread of what God was doing of taking all those things that. Um, that were along my path and use that to help um, put Jesus on display through what I'm doing, but more importantly, what what other people are doing and help partner uh, with them along the way. So that's kind of the the career side. You know, on, on that, I mean, the um, even just on a on a personal side, like I, I see that thread of God using moments that I would never choose or things mm-hmm. and using that for a greater purpose. I mean, my my wife and I, part of our journey is you know uh, is after our son was born. In between that, we had a series of three different miscarriages, not a journey I would ever pick. Uh, It was like my greatest fear in a lot of ways, thinking through that, even the potential of that, knowing that's a reality for a lot of people, and that was our reality um, in that and. Never would choose choose it for anybody, never choose it for us, um, would never want to relive it. But I can look back and see how God used every step of that journey to draw us closer to him, even to have a ministry and an impact on other people that didn't have a person other than us to say, Hey, how do we walk through this? What do we, what did you do? What did you learn? Um, I'd use that for a song that we were able to write through our church and, and called bow down on, and, and the album that we did through Westridge worship and a number of different things like that. So um, yeah, it's, it's been a reluctant journey into where I've been, but I can clearly see um, through the story that God's writing in my life that it was not always um. You know, not always me writing the next chapter, but it was God always writing that story, hopefully to just put him on display.
0: Wow. It's amazing. And I love how you use that word thread because it's so true. I feel like in certain seasons or chapters, what we're experiencing might feel kind of random at the moment. Um, you're learning all these different instruments or you're experiencing all these different things. But then when you get into a different season, you're able to look back and see how it was an intentional thread all the way through your life. It wasn't random at all. Like you needed yeah. all of those skill sets to be who you are now.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, even a lot of things, I the analogy that I think of is often I have to be careful of not building a house that I wouldn't want to live in. And like, if I would have chased a, you know, music career, or if I would have chased a life outside of ministry, if I would have gone to a different school for the purpose of something else, like I probably would have been building it, like focusing on building a house, being driven around doing all that stuff and get there and be like, this, this doesn't feel right. You know, this isn't what I actually want to to live in on that. And I see that so often with people of, I, you know, I want to be a Instagram influencer or I want to be at, you know, this kind of place or in this kind of job. And then you realize you, they may even get there and realize, oh no, like I, mm-hmm. I lost myself in this journey and I need to start over (laughs) on that. So, um, certainly have had moments like that, but grateful for how God carried me through, um, through every one of these seasons for sure.
0: That's powerful. I really like how you said to be careful to not build a house you wouldn't want to live in. That is a big statement. So huge. I'm going to be writing that one down. Um, you know, I know you are a coffee drinker. How do you drink your coffee?
1: Uh, all different ways. I mean, I, I started off as a you know Starbucks drinker of anything sweet. White chocolate mocha uh, was my go-to, but now it's I'm I've migrated my way once I discovered um, you know you know good coffee beans and all that stuff. That now I'm I've like, yeah, I don't even want to tell you how many methods I have. It's it went from drip coffee to mocha pot to pour over you know Chemex to. Yes. Um, you know v60 to all the things but primarily now i i did get myself a bougie uh, espresso machine from italy and that's my that was my best quarantine um you know purchase in march of 2020 and it's definitely paid for itself <laughs> for sure so latte kind of guy these days yeah.
0: oh that sounds really good i'm definitely a fan of that for sure so if you were having a cup of this amazing coffee, from this coffee machine that you bought during quarantine and you're sharing a cup with somebody else. You made a cup of coffee for another friend. They're over, you're hanging out in your backyard and you're trying to encourage them on their own becoming journey. What would you say?
1: Well, I would take a big old sip of that coffee and say, <laughs> um, I, I think, you know, every, every person's, every journey is different. Uh, that's the fun thing about this. It's not, uh, we get in trouble when we try to carbon copy somebody else's. So, I'll just tell you for at least for what God has been challenging me in this last year, especially Um, feels like I'm the, I'm the kind of guy, maybe it's an Enneagram one thing, but it feels like if God wants to speak to you, he's got to like beat you over the head with it. And for me, it just feels like these signs that I see everywhere in, in repeat, because it can't just happen once, you know, of, of <laughs> hearing it once. And in the, probably in the middle of last year, there was this phrase that kept on, you know, being on my heart, coming to mind, and that was just this phrase of "Don't you dare play it safe," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, okay, like, yeah." So I found myself challenging other people with that, thinking about that a lot for myself, but not really even knowing what that meant for myself. Uh, but again, it was just "Don't you dare play it safe," mm-hmm. and um, the through you know through the middle and end of last year, I just felt like God was God was doing something. I didn't know what it was. I was just trying to cling to him, prepare for what might be next. And, um, and, you know, that that being a story junkie, like I am and a creative, like I, um, I love, I love learning other people's stories and telling stories, but, but discovering, you know, like what makes a story worth telling. And even then it was just this reminder of don't you dare play it safe and live a story worth telling. And so it kind of took me in this journey, honestly, of, you know, discovering, looking at story in a different way for myself and realizing um, every great story has conflict. And what do we all do? Um, it, you know, we typically like who likes conflict? Nobody does. <laughs> nobody does. Maybe some Enneagram 8s, uh, but you know, m- nobody really likes conflict. And especially for ourselves when we face opposition or we face something that is a, a roadblock to us. And um, I found myself spending a lot of time in Hebrews 11, which for, for, um, Christ followers who, who have read that it's like the, the hall of faith, um, the heroes of our faith, you know, it's the, the people from old Testament that you look at and say, wow, like, look at what God did uh, through their lives. And it just felt like God was drawing me into more and more of that chapter of realizing they all lived a story worth telling, but they, but not one of them didn't face overwhelming conflict mm-hmm. or not one of them had to step into ground uh, to shaky ground or uh, you know a unknown destination or all, all kinds of things and i just started comparing that to what I felt like god was doing in my life and and i went back i can't remember exactly how many times in that chapter it says it but it says by faith mm-hmm. um, you know by faith abraham did this by faith moses did this yeah. and So during that journey, what I didn't realize was that God was calling me to take a giant um, faith step to move away from the comfort of what I've known now for 12 years as a, um, you know, as a pastor and leader at, at the church that I've been serving at called Westridge and to step into a, a new season that I didn't have all the answers for and didn't know how it was all going to figure out. I just knew it was time to just take the bold step to, mm-hmm. to have the conversation to say, Hey, I think by, by faith, I need to to take a step away from this, um, this role and, and step into what's next. And I, I, Emily I tell you I was clinging to that comfort of mm-hmm. um of no I don't I don't really want to do this like this is all I've known this is what I've poured my life and my heart and blood sweat and tears into this place like I, I you know I don't know what's next and mm-hmm. um, again god you, you ever make the dangerous mistake of saying okay god I'm just going to open my bible and uh, and assume that you're going to tell me something here and um dang- you know that that doesn't always work and that's not always a, a good thing but somehow Um, when I was doing that clinging to, I don't want to have this conversation. I don't want to, I don't want to take this step because I can't undo it. Um, I found myself staring at the verse of Psalm 37, five, which says, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I think I'm about to resign and I'm about to step into some stuff that I don't, I don't know what this is going to look like. And so, I can tell you, like God had been laying that foundation for me for a while to say, don't play it safe and live a story worth telling. And I can look back and realize, okay, I, I see what you're doing. You're preparing this stubborn dude, um, trying to cling to what I knew and to take a step of faith on that. And so, you know, that I'm stepping into a lot of different things in this next in 2022. Uh, you know, stepping more into some work that I've been doing with Slingshot Group and and a second book and a number of things that I'm like, I don't know all the answers on all this stuff, but I know um, I don't want to play it safe. On mm-hmm. that, and so that's that's my challenge and encouragement to anybody is like, don't play it safe. don't don't look back and say, "Oh, yeah, I was too afraid of the conflict or stepping into an unknown situation or or whatever." I mean, you've got what it takes. by faith, you can you can take a step and um and don't play it safe because for what's at stake, it's worth it. It just is, you know, so, yeah, that would be my challenge and encouragement to anybody feeling a similar season or in general, stepping further into their existing role, their existing calling, their existing, um, you know, thing that they're trying to build or create. Don't play it safe. Yeah. Leave it all out there and, um, and go live a story worth telling.
0: Man, that is powerful. I absolutely love that. Such a good message for all of us, no matter what your Enneagram number is. But as an Enneagram one, I definitely resonate with don't play it safe because I would want to lean into playing it safe, having it all mapped out. And that's a challenge. So Yeah. I can't wait to continue to see what God does in and through you in this new chapter of your becoming story, this new season. Um, If somebody wanted to continue to follow your journey and find out more about this potential book too, you're telling us about where can people follow you online?
1: Yeah, um, philbowdle.com, B-O-W-D-L-E uh, is how you spell my last name. So you can check things out there, Instagram. Luckily, I, I've got a name that nobody ha- you know, has like that. So just at philbowdle, anything there. Um, you can also, I left my phone number in the back of my book. So I'll share it here as well. Feel free to text me 678-653-2047. Um, yeah, would love to to hear what's going on in your journey or, or connect in any way and see how I can have your back.
0: That is awesome. And y'all, we will have all the links in the show notes. You can easily connect with Phil. Phil, thank you so much for sharing your journey, who you are, who you're becoming, and then challenging us to become who God made us to be too and not play it safe. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much, Emily.